0: I'm Father Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church. I welcome you to this podcast homily for Trinity Sunday, the first in a series of 26 homilies for Trinity season. Revisions to this series are part of the AIC celebration of the start of its second decade on the web. The musical theme is the fourth verse of Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, performed by Richard M.S. Irwin and used with his permission. It is also the theme music for the companion video presentation for Trinity Season. Listeners may benefit from the companion AIC seasonal video series, Trinity Tide, the teaching season, presented in nine episodes, each of them linked from the digital library page with podcast versions linked from the podcast archive page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. The series offers a brief history of the evolution of Whitsunday Pentecost and Trinity season, Anglican traditions of Whit Sunday and Trinity, including the seasonal color and fasting traditions, and commentary on the Collect Epistle and Gospel readings for Whit Sunday, Pentecost, Trinity Sunday, all 24 Sundays after Trinity, and Sunday next before Advent in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. The collect, epistle, and gospel readings for Trinity Sunday are discussed in Episode 2. Trinity Sunday marks the start of the youngest season in the Anglican Church calendar. Trinity season is celebrated almost exclusively in the Anglican tradition. In the Episcopal, Roman Catholic, Lutheran, and Eastern Orthodox churches, Trinity Sunday is now called the Sunday after Pentecost. All the other Sundays after Trinity are likewise numbered in their respective place as Sundays after Pentecost. In the 1928 Book of Common Prayer, there may be as many as 26 Sundays after Trinity, depending upon the date of Easter and the date of First Sunday in Advent. The liturgical color for Trinity season is green, except for Trinity Sunday, which is a white day. The original purpose of designating a Trinity Sunday was to call the attention of the faithful to the doctrine of a triune God of three divine persons, each equal to the other in their divinity. In the most traditional parishes, Trinity Sunday is an occasion for hymns and prayers in praise of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The Church's doctrines on the Trinity were not firmly settled until the 4th century, largely owing to the writings of St. Basil of Caesarea in Asia Minor, also called Basil the Great. In 381 A.D., at the Second Ecumenical Council at Constantinople, led by St. Gregory of Nyssa, brother of St. Basil, who had died two years earlier, and St. Gregory Nazianzen both of whom wrote books about the equality of the Holy Spirit. A new paragraph was added to the Nicene Creed, clarifying the identity of the Spirit and other issues. In the Nicene Creed, as amended, the Spirit is called the Lord and Giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. The And the Son Cause, known as the Filioque, was not part of the creed as amended in 381 AD. For this podcast homily for Trinity Sunday, I share with you four Trinitarian prayers from the Eastern and Western traditions of the early Church of the first millennium and from the formative days of the Church of England in the 1540s. The first is a prayer of St. Basil of Caesarea, offering guidance on internalizing the Holy Spirit. I thank Thee, O Holy Trinity, for this new day. Enlighten the eyes of my understanding. Open my ears to receive Thy words and teach me Thy commandments. Help me to do Thy will, to confess Thee from my heart, to extol thine all-holy name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, now and forever, and unto the ages of ages. Amen. The second prayer is of unknown authorship from the Roman Catholic tradition. It shows the strong influence of Byzantine or Eastern Church traditions on the liturgy of the Western Church. O most holy Trinity, almighty God, who gives life and vigor to every creature, who sheds light eternal where there is darkness, we offer you our hearts, our souls, and our whole being that we may offer perfect praise and love to your glorious name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The third prayer is from the Eastern Church, in which worship of the Holy Spirit is more focused than in the Western Church. Most Holy Trinity, have mercy upon us. O Lord, cleanse us from our sins. O Master, pardon our iniquities. O Holy One, visit and heal our infirmities for Thy name's sake. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, both now and ever, and unto ages of ages. Amen. The fourth and final prayer in this series of four is credited to Archbishop Thomas Cranmer, who wrote it in 1544 AD for the Litany, or General Supplication, the first new service of the Church of England, and which is still in use among traditional Anglicans. O God, the Father, Creator of heaven and earth, have mercy upon us. O God, the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy upon us. O God, the Holy Ghost, Sanctifier of the faithful, have mercy upon us. O Holy, Blessed, and Glorious Trinity, one God, have mercy upon us. In the Anglican tradition, Trinity is a teaching season in which clergy, based upon the epistle and gospel readings, focus on essential lessons in church doctrine. In this series of podcast homilies throughout the season, you will hear much about the theological thinking of the patristic fathers of both the Eastern and Western traditions. The For the Epistle reading for Trinity Sunday is Revelation 4, verses 1 to 11 in which St. John has a vision of a door opening in heaven and a voice inviting him to, quote, come up here, unquote, to see events of the present and the future from a heavenly perspective. This reading marks St. John's first use of the symbolic numbers 24, here meaning the thrones and elders, and 4, here describing the living creatures derived from the vision of Ezekiel. It also includes a song inspired by the song of the seraphim in Isaiah's vision of the throne of God in Isaiah 6. The many-eyed, many-winged seraphim sing in Revelation 4, verse 8b, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. The Gospel reading for Trinity Sunday is John 3, verse 1 to 15, an account of the nighttime visit of Nicodemus the Pharisee to see Jesus that is unique to the Gospel of St. John. Nicodemus, who is only mentioned in the New Testament in the Gospel of St. John, being a Pharisee, was evidently a literal-minded man. When Jesus said to him in verse 3, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He could not understand how one can be born again without returning to his mother's womb. Nicodemus replied, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Nicodemus is clearly thinking of physical, earthly reality, while Jesus is speaking of things spiritual and which the church still practices in the sacrament of baptism. Jesus replies in verse 5 Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Traditional Anglican teaching concerning baptism is found in the Offices of Instruction and the Catechism on pages 283 to 295 and pages 577 to 583, respectively, in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. Baptism by water three times, once each, for the three divine persons of the Holy Trinity, when we are in the Spirit, produces for us a death to sin Just as Christ died upon the cross, followed by a new life in Christ, just as Christ himself rose from the dead. Baptism is a joining of the new Christian to Christ, the start of his or her new life in Christ. When Jesus speaks again, he is no longer speaking just to Nicodemus, but also to the Pharisees he represents. This is verses 6 through 8. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Jesus has used the Greek word pneuma, meaning wind, Another word for the Spirit. This illusion has been preserved in church doctrine. We believe that the Holy Spirit, like the wind, is everywhere present, or as St. John Chrysostom said in the early 5th century, everywhere present and philist all things. Jesus then rebuked Nicodemus for being one of the most trained of Hebrew scholars and leaders and yet not knowing of these things. He said in verses 11 and 12, Most assuredly I say to you, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe our witness, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? Nicodemus, at the beginning of this reading, acknowledges that by virtue of his healing powers or signs, Nicodemus recognizes that Jesus has come, quote, from God. Now Jesus completes the connection between Old Testament history and scholarship and Jesus' new covenant or New Testament statements and also predicts his crucifixion and his ascension once his mission among humanity has been accomplished. The Old Testament allusion is to Numbers 21, verses 8 and 9, concerning the serpent, which became a bronze serpent. No one has ascended to heaven but he who came down from heaven, that is, the Son of Man who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Other AIC resources on topics discussed in this podcast timely for Trinity Sunday, or from the AIC Bible study series New Testament Gospels. Jesus’s use of lift up and lift it up, is discussed in episode 43. The nighttime visit of Nicodemus, the first of five unique events in the Gospel of St John, is the subject of episode 44. The Stained Glass Window by Mayor of Munich, illustrating The Visit, is on page 14 of the AIC bookstore publication Paintings on Light, The Stained Glass Windows of St. Joseph's Villa Chapel. In Revelation, an Idealist Interpretation, an AIC Bible Study video series presented in 28 episodes, a primer on numerology in Revelation is provided in episode 2, my verse-by-verse description of the invitation of John to come up here is discussed in episode 9. The same material is presented in print form in the primer on numerology and Revelation in pages 7 to 11 and in chapter 4, pages 45 to 50. In the companion book, Revelation, an Idealist Interpretation, which includes 51 illuminations from the early 11th century manuscript, The Bamberg Apocalypse. In the Nicene Creed, an AIC Christian education video series, The Council of Constantinople in 381, and the part played in it by Gregory of Nyssa and Gregory Nazianzen is the subject of episode 7. In the Lives of the Saints, an AIC Christian education video series, From the first series, St. John is the focus of Episode 4. From the second series, Gregory of Nyssa is the focus of Episode 6, Gregory Naziancen of Episode 8, John Chrysostom of Episode 9, and Episode 10, Basil of Caesarea of Episode 17, and Archbishop Thomas Cranmer, one of three English martyrs, celebrated in Episode 28. Episodes in, seasonal videos and Christian education videos linked from the digital library page, Bible study videos from the Bible study page, and podcast versions of all three from the podcast archive page. From the AIC bookstore publications in the Gospel of John, Annotated and Illustrated, The Visit of Nicodemus is discussed in chapter 3. It is illustrated by a 20th-century stained-glass window of the event by Franz Mayer of Munich. The window also appears on page 14 in another AIC bookstore publication, Paintings on Light, the Stained-Glass Windows of St. Joseph's Villa Chapel. In Layman's Lexicon, an AIC bookstore publication, the entries of interest are Baptism, Ecumenical Councils, Father... Fathers of the Church, Filioche, Holy Spirit, Holy Trinity, and finally, Trinity Season. In the writing prophets of the Old Testament, the prophet Isaiah is the subject of part 2, chapter 1, pages 13 to 20, with the text box Isaiah and Christian Liturgy on page 16, and the prophet Ezekiel, found in Part 3, Chapter 3, on pages 29 to 36, with a text box Ezekiel in Christian Scripture, Worship, and Teaching, on page 33. And as mentioned earlier in the St. Chrysostom Hymnal, hymns to the Holy Trinity not found in the venerable 1940 hymnal are hymns number 740 to 750. All the AIC bookstore publications are available Using the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the home page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net, or directly from my Amazon author central page, https://www.amazon.com/author/ronald-e. Hyphen Shibley. Everything after .com must be in lowercase letters. The first closing prayer for Trinity Sunday is from the Mozarabic Sacramentary of the Spanish Catholic Church. The second is the Collect for Trinity Sunday, which Archbishop Cranmer adapted for the 1549 Book of Common Prayer from an eighth-century prayer of the Blessed Alcuin of York author of the Collect for Purity in Anglican Holy Eucharist. O God, the Holy Ghost, who with the Father and the Son together art worshipped and glorified, teach us to know the truth and make us ever rejoice in the truth. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hast given unto us thy servants grace by the confession of a true faith to acknowledge the glory of thy eternal Trinity and in the power of thy divine majesty to worship the unity, we beseech thee that thou wouldest keep us steadfast in this faith, and evermore defend us from all adversities, who livest and reignest, one God, world without end. Amen. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and make use of its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.